looking at how many of us have been following this series all through? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, so this morning we'll just continue, but maybe in a different way a bit, to be a bit different. So, we're looking at Jesus' heart. And we'll be taking, we'll quickly look at the story of the prodigal son. It's not really a prodigal son in the Bible. The Bible didn't name it a prodigal son. <laughs> but it was called the lost son. So, we'll look at that story that Jesus Christ told us about the lost son. And that's in the book of Luke eleven thirty-one. So what we'll do, we'll read that story, then we'll just quickly form little groups, little groups, maybe two groups, and we'll discuss that story, then we'll come back, retell that story, and pick some points, then just take some take-home lessons, then we shall pray. Amen. Amen. The sleeping amen. This amen is sleeping. God bless you. So let's quickly look at it. Jesus' heart. Tell your neighbor, Jesus' heart. Like they were saying, kindergarten, touch your heart. I... Okay. <laughs> touch your heart. Yeah, so Jesus' heart. We want to touch the heart of Jesus Christ. We want to see what our, we say the Father's heart. What is the Father's heart? So let's quickly look at that story. If you can, just quickly read for us. Luke 15, 11 to 31. Somebody... Mine need mine. All right. Okay, it's on the. Let's go. Then he said, A certain man had two son, sons, and the younger of them said to He's his father, like Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that, that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days later, after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent it all, there arose a severe fam famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and we will, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servant and he arose and came to his father but when he was but when he was still a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck 
and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and no, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fattened, fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and it and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked, "What's this thing? What the stings meant?" And he said to him, "Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe." and sound your father has killed the fattened fatted calf but he he was ha- he was angry and would not go in therefore his father came out and pleaded with him so he answered and said to his father lo these many years i have been serving you i never transgressed your commandment at any time and yet you never gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlot, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again he was lost and was lost and is found amen father we thank you for the reading of your word we're asking lord that the entrance of your word will give us light in jesus name amen um a big thanks for the opportunity i have to share god's word with us thanks to our pastor resident pastor So, so I for the, for for the story we've read, I wanted us to do something. It was like we were to form a little group and just discuss some points we gathered from that passage. But I think because of the sitting the sitting arrangement, we won't be able to do that. But then what we'll do is we'll just do a two-way conversation. All right, so. We want to look at the younger son, the elder son, and the father. Our key point is to actually look at the father so that we can gain an insight of the father's heart, which is Jesus' heart. Praise the Lord. So from the story we've read, can somebody just tell us what lessons you can pick about, start with the son, the two sons, then later we'll go to the father. Let's make it quick, please. Just tell us something you've seen about the son, the two sons, anything. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what I've, I've learned some years back, and I think it's still what is happening, a number of Christians are like the second son, the one that got angry. So we don't know what we have. So we get jealous and this happens to so many people like you don't know what you have inside of you you're just suffering you think you're just doing everything like okay 
God is not even rewarding me. But all that the Father has is yours. Bless you, man. Thank you. Someone want to quickly tell us about the younger son? The younger son, somebody. Bralikon. Yes. Okay, sorry. Someone else should help him, I think. The younger son, quickly. Yes. Um, <coughs> Uh, the lesson is that um, no matter um, how, how far away we have gone astray, the attitude of God when we turn back is as if we have never left. In fact, he's much more happy than, you know, it's as if he has forgotten Thank what you. we have done. Yeah. Thank you. Bless you, sir. Thank you. For me, it also it looks like it's very important that we don't let shame um, deter us from coming back to the Father, wow. no matter how far gone we are. In the Bless you, man. So quickly, because of our time. The younger son and the elder son. Number one, the younger son was bold to ask. He went to the father. Father, give me my share of my property. The father did not say no. The father did what? He split the property into two. So he gave the younger son he gave the elder son his own portion, right? Good. So the younger son, the first lesson is that the first lesson is that the younger son was bold to ask. We have to be bold to ask. You don't have to ask small things, ask big things. He was bold, and the father did not reject. Nobody requested anything from Jesus Christ in the Bible, and Jesus Christ rejected. So we don't have to lose that characteristics of the younger son. Be bold to ask. Praise the Lord. The younger son was penitent. He was repentant. Even when he went astray. Even when he made a mistake. He was penitent. So we need to have a penitent heart. Our heart. There are times that, you know, we have to repent. When we see the promises of God, when we've gone astray, we need to repent. And come back to the Father. Praise the Lord. The younger son was also humble. You know, to be penitent, for you to come back, just like Sister Dironji said, he removed shame. He wasn't ashamed. And I discovered that when I'm ashamed of something, in a way, it's a kind of pride that is peeping out from my heart. So we have to remove shame. We need to be humble. So these are some of the characteristics. There are a lot. If we, there's no time, but if we ask us to just start picking characteristics from the younger son, we discover that there are a lot of characteristics. But these two sticked out to me. Number one, make bold requests. Make bold requests. Our Father in the Lord has told us, make bold requests. In fact, one prayer I normally pray for myself now is about my mind. Lord, I want to think your thoughts. I want to dream your dream. Not my dream. This might be our dream. But the dream of God for us is a stadium. To buy a stadium. So Lord, help me dream your dream. Help me think your thoughts. It's in our DNA. That is HOD for you. We don't think small things. So we need to what? Make bold requests. But some of the not so commendable characteristics of the younger son, which we know, is he was wasteful. Do you know if the younger son has actually invested those things, those properties, 
those wealth, he has invested it, made gain. It wouldn't be called the prodigal son, right? What title do you think they'll give to him? The industrious son. Come on, thank you. So let's be the industrious son. It was far from home. Don't be far from home. The Bible says he went to a far what country. Don't go far from your people. We don't do life alone. Join a tribe. Bless you. Those people that were not around yesterday, they are smiling. Join a tribe. Okay? Attend tribe meetings. Look at what we discussed yesterday. So powerful. Don't miss out. We pray for each other in the tribe meeting. We share burdens. You can't do life alone. So, you might be in the UK or close to somebody, but you might be far away from us. You might be coming to church here, but you are far away from us. The main church is in cell meetings. This is just like screensaver. The back end, you know, in computer we have screensaver and we have the back end. The programmers, they call them the front end developers and the back end developers. Who does the main work? Computer program. Who does the main work? The back end. The back end, front end. Somebody told me that front end, they are just the makeup. They'll put the makeup, you know, all this on that. That's what front ends are doing. The main people doing the work is the back end. So this is like the front end. The main thing is in cell meeting. The main thing is joining the workforce. Those are the main people. Amen. We are all main people in Jesus now. I'm not saying if you are not there, you are not. But I'm just trying to emphasize the point that we do life in home cell together. We do life together. So don't be far from your people. Praise the Lord. Also, wrong companion. Don't join the wrong companion, okay? Like the kind of companion you have. The Bible said, I, I imagine that story that if there were no people for him to squander the money with, he probably wouldn't have wasted those things. But because he had wrong companion. So check your companion. Tell somebody, check your companion. And do you know what? Your companion blesses you. Sometimes, when I understand the power of my words and what God has done inside me, I like telling people, bless you. Because bless you means produce what God has given to you. Those things that God has put inside you, bring it forth. So when you are blessing somebody, you are calling forth the gold in the person. Turn to somebody now and say, I bless you. With the understanding of the word, I bless you. Say, I bless you. You know, they are not empty words. But when you understand those things, I bless you. And no wonder men of God used to say, God bless you. Because it's a powerful word. So you want to have friends always that you have those kind of communications with. Friends that when you talk to, their words alone inspire you. And not friends that, not companions that they'll pull you down. Praise the Lord. So the elder son, number one, the elder, elder son, commendable attitude, it was what? was what? Beautiful. It was hard working. But you know in this age, hard working does not make it. You need to be smart working. So it was hard working. Good. It was dutiful. It was at his duty, duty post. Good. So we need to be dutiful. We need to be hard working. Not so commendable. He was angry. And I was telling my wife that this sounds like envy. He was envious. But he said, no, the Bible said he was angry, not envious. Well, he was angry. He wasn't happy. And that is not commendable. So, as we summarize now. No, before we summarize, I said the father. 
Now, the father was so, you know, when I read that story again in my own, I was shedding tears. What a father. He never once said, no, I won't give you those properties. He shared it equally. He gave the elder son, he gave the younger son. The younger son went to squander. The younger son came back, cried. In fact, he ran to meet the son, which means he was expecting the son to come back. How far you are in your journey, or wherever you are in your journey, if you've missed the way, God is at the door waiting for you to come back. And so people out there, God is waiting for them to come back. And that's why we need to tell them the good news. He's there waiting for them to come back. And you know what? The son only needed to take a little step. And the father took the mighty step. So most times, it's just for us to do something little to get the blessing. The father has done everything. So the father was already waiting for him. It's just for him to take that first step. So what is that first step that God is expecting you to take? You need to take it. So if you look at the father's heart, he was a loving father. He was forgiving. Even the why he was celebrating the younger son who got lost, when the elder son came, he still went back to the elder son and tell him, oh, your brother has been lost, but now he's found. We need to rejoice. He did not scold the elder son that, oh, so... You've been envious this day. You are angry that your brother has come back. No. He just still explained to him. He embraced him. So we see the heart of Jesus there. The heart of the father. He is loving. Your father is loving. Your father is loving. He is wealthy. He's a wealthy man. Amen. He's a wealthy man. He has, you know, many years ago, then when I was praying for a job, oh, no, not many years ago. Look at <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> not many years ago. Don't mind the white beards. <laughs> you know, not many years ago. I mean my first job. Yeah, my first job then when I, when I was praying for it, I used to tell God that I don't know the CEO. I don't know the MD. I don't know this, but I know you. You are the father of all companies. And you can put me any place I want. So we need to learn how to talk to God as a father. We need to learn how to relate with him and share her heart, desire with him. So that babyish nature, you know, that they can make bold requests. They don't care whoever is looking at them. They can just tell you, Daddy, buy a plane for me. Daddy, buy. They don't care. They don't give whoever. We need that attitude. And that's why Jesus Christ said, except we be converted as little children, we shall by no means enter into the kingdom. So we need that that baby heart. Amen. Amen. So, as we round up now, our take home, make big requests. Tell somebody make big requests because Christ has paid it all. Don't waste the grace of God in your life. The Bible says in Galatians 2.21, I do not frustrate the grace of God in me. Christ has paid it all. When you know what Christ has died for. He has died for your sins. You know? He has paid it all. Like when you leave Nigeria into UK now. The law of UK is what you operate by, right? For those of us who have children. In Nigeria you can flog, right? Very well. In the UK, can you? Come on. In the, 
internally. But what if that son, what if that son goes to the port? What happens? Good. What happens? Good. So some of us as Christians, we've left the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Satan can't do us anything. The kingdom of light, we are not supposed to be flogged. We are not supposed to be maltreated. But the devil is doing that and we don't talk. Just like a son, <clears throat> if we discipline a son now and he says he's going to cut, as a mother, you will kneel down and beg that boy. So the same thing as Christians. In the kingdom of light, Satan will try. But if you don't open your mouth and talk, we need to talk. You don't need to keep quiet. So we are in the kingdom of light. We need to talk. We need to use our words. And don't let the devil cheat on us. And that's why briefly, I will show us a picture now to look at prayer. Uh, I don't know if this picture is clear. Prayer is talking. Okay? So whether you do it religiously when you kneel down, or when you are walking, or when you are sleeping, the talk you are doing is prayer. And we need to know how powerful our words are, our prayer is. This first picture now, you see that guy standing there. He's standing on a globe. That globe is just a picture that God gave to me. So that globe there is like the earth where we're standing. The hairs of this world and things like that. Why the globe up is the riches, the wealth that God has given to us. And as we are praying, just like we are doing now, prayer chains, we are pulling down heaven into earth. As we are here now praying, we are pulling down heaven on earth. So we have to be consistent with our prayer. Because every prayer we are praying, every words we are making, every promises we are declaring is pulling down heaven on earth. You don't keep quiet. You need to keep praying. You need to keep praying. You need to keep talking. Just like that child. If the child talks, the, pope, the police people will come. Okay? So we need to keep talking. We need to keep talking. And then heaven comes down. And when heaven comes down, a miracle explosion takes place. And I'm here to announce to you that a miracle explosion is coming to take place. It's imminent. It's imminent. Let's rise up upon our feet. A miracle explosion is imminent. So we need to keep talking. We need to keep praying. We need to keep making declaration. So what is that declaration you are going to make this morning? Having known that the Father's heart is so open to us. The Father is not scared of your request. What bold request do you want to make this morning? What bold declaration do you want to make this morning? A closed mouth is a closed destiny. I normally tell myself, my mouth will not be closed in the place of prayer. I will declare the word of God day and night in the name of Jesus. Can somebody begin to declare things you want to see in your life? It's our year of overflow. So I decree and declare overflow in your life. We decree and declare health, overflow of health, overflow of riches, overflow of wealth, overflow of spiritual power, overflow of miracles, overflow of souls into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, make bold declarations. Make bold declarations. Make bold declarations. And get the blessing that your father has promised you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you.
for everything. I just want you to imagine what you want God to do for you. The scaring testimony. I mean, a scary request that you want God to do for you. Something scaring this week. It should be scaring. It should not be something you can walk and get easily. But something scaring. And we pray and decree that as you've imagined it, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope that helps somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.